scoreline when he looks at it, like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. But we're going back to Ireland against New Zealand now, and I'm delighted to say Rory Keane, uh, Irish male rugby correspondent, is with us. Rory, good morning to you. How are you getting on? I'm very good. Good job. Um, the lads there are having a debate about how uh, a series win would look on Sexton's CV. It's right up there. The point is, that, like whatever whatever side of that debate you're on, you can't deny that um, pulling this off would be a seismic moment for Irish rugby. And all of the pre-tests um, and pre-tour conversation about blooding players has kind of taken a backseat because the series has taken on a life of its own, which is what you want. You want you want it to have some grander meaning and um, as a result we're now looking at this going we we might be able to win this thing Uh, you've been looking at some of the key battles that might swing it either way and having before we get into the the nuances of the the five key battles having looked at those key battles what's your instinct about what's going to happen this weekend Rory? Yeah I've been thinking a lot about um, like they're kind of in bonus territory Ireland really because like they have to win the bag Historic Larkwin on Iwi soil. I go into a series. I mean, you know, it's 2 2 in the series. Even if they lost at the weekend, if you'd asked Farrell at the start before the series, if you asked him in Abbottstown when he had a pre training camp last month, if he said you'd leave New Zealand 3 2 in arrears, but you'd have Aiden win. You'd have a couple of young lads, you'd have a couple of bolters putting their hands up, guys like Frawley and Treadwell. I think, I think you would have bitten your hand off. So I'd imagine their camp is fierce for that. And you look at the psychological element of what's happening with New Zealand, the pressure they're under now, the pressure Foster's under, the pressure Kane's under, you know, first ever win, first ever lost to Ireland at home soil. I was reading their worst defeat, worst home defeat in 29 years. Uh, first time they will, like, but then conversely, they're going to come out firing. They've picked probably the most settled, most balanced team of the series. You know, I just think back to Ireland beating them and the backlash that came. You think back to 2016, Soldier Field, what happened in Dublin two weeks after. You think back to the 2019 World Cup. It's just going to be a massive reaction from them, to just emotionally, physically, tactically. So, Which it's a hard one in Ireland. Ireland are going to go up a level, but... We're just having a little trouble with your line. There's just a few grand ones, Roy. So we, we call you right back. Um, if anybody missed it, the team was named overnight and uh, the Ireland team is largely as expected. Bundiaki comes in and will start with uh, 12 on his back. And as a result of that, Keith Earls is on the bench. That's obviously all because Gary Ringrose is out, having been concussed in the previous game. But the settled team that Rory is talking about is Brody Retallick and... Samuel Whitelock at four and five, which means that Scott Barrett goes back to six and the accusation of the imbalanced back row that they picked last week, well, that's all finished now because they have Scott Barrett, Sam Kane and Artie Savea. Obviously, I, I talked about this a little bit earlier on, but we did the analysis piece with Derek McNamara and he was pointing out that in the first game, Retallick and Whitelock uh, were two of the highest achievers, as was Artie Savea. And then all of a sudden that was unavailable to them uh, after the cards and the uh, concussion in the previous game or the head injury. 
So uh, it's it's a very different New Zealand team that will take the field this weekend. A different New Zealand pack, and if they all play the full eighty minutes, then things should change as well. And then the other thing, of course, that's happened is that uh, Will Jordan has come into the team, um, as well as David Havili. I don't I don't know that much about David Havili, but um, earlier on, Alan Quinlan was telling us that uh, his form in Super Rugby has been sensational. But we also Will Jordan in Dublin, and that guy is pretty good at rugby. Uh, uh, the Christian Cullen comparison a little bit earlier on was made so it's a much better New Zealand team and to go back again to the first piece that we did in this series with Gregor Paul he was like oh traditionally the third game is when you'll see New Zealand peak in a three test series so notwithstanding that they are the favourites for it and uh, there will be a a great opportunity for Ireland to make rugby history but they will definitely um, find themselves up against it. Uh, we're talking about Rory Keane of the Irish Mail. I think Rory is back on the line and can hear us. Yeah, Rory, you can hear us all right. Yeah, I can hear you fine, sure. Yeah, we can hear you fine too now. Yeah, um, so look, you're, you were saying it, it's um, it's uh, it's bonus territory. I, I actually think, in a weird way, that the character of this coaching ticket is such that um, they're not looking at qualifying for a World Cup semi-final anymore. They want to make a final. That They've stopped having those kind of it'll be good if we can do this thing. I think Sexton, similarly, this week, wouldn't bite your hand off now for anything other than a victory this weekend. Yeah, and it's interesting you said that. I, I, like, I'm not down as even unfortunately, but the thing I, t- I found really interesting after the, the win in Dunedin last weekend was after the final whistle was just how relaxed everyone seemed. There didn't seem to be any, like, there was no hooping and hollering there was no there was no lack of honour there was no kind of high fives it was all very kind of calm and measured it was as if right job's only half done like when you compare it to the first one in Sawyer Field and the the elation there and the the, the celebration it was like Giant Stadium again almost and yeah exactly but yeah it does feel like they sat down in a meeting last month and on the board they had series victory so yeah I mean and geez, they're, they're in a great position to do it Let's talk about those um, five key matchups that are going to define the final test then. So you've got James Ryan versus Sam Whitelock first. Um, after after the first test and James Ryan's performance, you would have been like, oh, he really needs to make a bit of a comeback here. And lo and behold, second test, he was right on it. Absolutely. That, that was, I think that was his strongest performance in a long time. Like, I kind of forget about Ryan. They keep, there's so much pressure being heaped on him. Like, he basically burst onto the scene in 2018 and he was almost... Like he was pre-packaged to give this world-class player was straight out the gate. He was delivering phenomenal performances, man of the match, week in, week out. Like he handed these stat sheets after games, and he'd be out tackling, you know, carrying most of the back row forwards. And he did probably have a little bit of a dip the last couple of years, but I suppose, unlike a lot of other players, you look at someone maybe like Hugo Keenan who came into the team and would just flourish as a full-back, just do your thing, and he's. he's He's flourished and there's plenty of other guys like that. Ryan kind of came into the team, was flying, and then he was told, we'd like you to run the line out, James. We'd like you to be the next captain. We'd like you to be the leadership team. You know, we want you to bulk up and do that kind of tight head scrummaging role. So I imagine it has been, it hasn't rested easy on his shoulders. And conversely, I think he did a bit of a job with the line out last week, but he, the key factor there was Sam Whitelock, wasn't know that he's back now and that's a huge game changer for the All Blacks like I think Ireland there, there are a couple of lads Sexton and or Furlong if they're missing I think Ireland are really vulnerable and I think Whitelock falls into that category for the All Blacks I think if he's there 
their authorities from proposition. Like I think Rona Gar wrote a very good column about him in Examiner a few weeks ago, just about the kind of player he is, but the assurance he gives his teammates, the leadership he has, the work he does in the line out, his experience like he's a winner, like stockpiling super rugby titles. Second most capped all back of all time, like serious player. And then he had by his own standards. White Lock had a quiet season in Super Rugby, but then in the final against the Blues, he switched it on. Best player on the pitch, on the pitch, destroyed the Blues lineout. So yeah, this is this is serious now. And I mean, Ryan's been like, a few years ago. Everyone was talking about Ryan putting him in that kind of potential world class bracket. If he if he does against White Lock this weekend, and that conversation is back in again. Yeah, Retallick and Whitelock were the the lock pairing when they won the Rugby World Cup final all the way back in in 2015. So like. Yeah that's the level that we're operating at here and yeah. um, you know it would be interesting to see if Henderson was around does Henderson start yeah. uh, where does Tyburn play in that instance maybe because of Tyburn's injury um, in the build up to this he might not have started the first test if Henderson had been available or maybe he would have started instead of Peter Mahoney and Peter Mahoney be on the bench I don't know it's, it's, yeah. it's impossible to know but um, or maybe maybe James Ryan might not have started so it's a big opportunity for him to pit himself against the world's best and remind us all of that that narrative that we had at the start of his career as opposed to the one which was there most more recently that like maybe he's just a level below these guys so that's the first one the next one is Peter Manny versus Sam Kane which obviously is um, you know pretty interesting it's a little bit of spice to this this week absolutely like it's, it's not necessarily head to head but yeah like I think Kane kind of laughed that off he did a little pitch side interview during the week about O'Malley's alleged fledging towards him in the second test. But I think even before that, I think Kane would have been really stung by what happened in Dunedin. And he's a guy who, there's a lot of things being questioned about him. His place in the team has been questioned. His captaincy has been questioned. Like, I'd expect a huge reaction when he's still a fine player. Like, there's been, again, you talk about expectation with Kane, I guess, as. Oh man, he might have alluded to he was you know, he was trying to fill the boots of Richie McCaw, that's no that's no mean piece. On top of that, he was given the captaincy after Kieran Reid retired, like as two icons of New Zealand rugby and he's trying to trying to fill both roles. And then you have O'Mahony who just again it's, like, it's amazing, like I don't have the stat to hand, but it must be getting to double figures the amount of times under Farrell that he's been benched and recalled. I mean first First game Farrell ever had in charge, he stuck Romani on the bench and gave Doris his first cap against Scotland back in 2020. He just keeps coming back and delivering as well. So like, that would be amazing. I think first 10, 15 minutes between those two is going to be fascinating because they're kind of the, they kind of set the emotional level of both teams. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Next one is Caelan uh, Doris versus Ardi Savea. And, and while your line was down there, I was making the point that. Uh, it's a completely different New Zealand team this week if Artie Savea stays on the field because he's yeah. one of their biggest contributors. Uh, like, you know, again, if you're talking about uh, emotional heartbeats, um, he's the man for them and he's so brilliant. Like, uh, it was amazing to see Doris's performance last week, but it was also a Doris performance where Savea wasn't on the field. So um, this, this hopefully will be titanic if Doris can show us the form that he showed last week as opposed to his first game. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is yeah. Proper head to head. Now, first test like Sevilla kind of school Doris. Like we've we've all hyped up Doris, and a lot of it's been justified. Like Doris is the kind of guy you look at and say he can do everything, but Sevilla's 
the guy who can do everything. And he was he was untouchable in the first place in Eden Park. That try and through Henshaw, Ringrose and others, like they weren't there. You know, can do line out, can get over the ball, he can carry, he's explosive. And as he said last weekend, because there's a bit of a cock up there, whatever it was, he was on the pitch for most of the game. Darts had a storm, or no, hopefully the two lads will be on the pitch for 80 minutes, and let's see how they go. Uh, Andrew Porter versus uh, Nipo Lalala. Um, Lalala's coming into the team here, and it's another challenge for Porter. Uh, in the first game, they were penalised, in the second game, they got the, the upper hand. Yeah, yeah, they seem to fix it, and the, the big thing was like Porter was Porter an absolute stormer. It was a bit, again, you probably season best performance. The brace scoring really well. With the guy twang a pass, he just just wasn't at the races. Missed that early tackle on Byrne that led to the line break that eventually led to, to Porter's first try. Didn't score particularly well. You know, had to do eighty minutes after his replacement Tyabo got sent off. But yeah, and has been kind of brought in to to shore things up. Forty caps bring a bit of experience. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's another big one for Porter. But you think he'll fancy it again, like despite despite the minutes he's racking up. And but uh, it's interesting. I like, tell you, it's it's trying to fancy. Like he suffered as a result of Porter's performance last weekend. Yeah, and they've, they've made a lot of changes. They're under pressure. They're backs to the wall. If we can just get off to a good start again for the third week yeah. in a row, there will be some doubt in the New Zealand minds. And then the last one, obviously, is the key battle in the entire game. Let's hope that Johnny Sexton is fit to play 76, 77, 78 minutes. It's Sexton versus Bowden Barrett. Bowden Barrett's been grand, like good in, in bits, but grand, you would say, over the first two tests. Not the world-class Bowden Barrett that we've come to expect the nine and a half out of ten performances that he was so famous for. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one of Barrett. And it, we're speaking to people in New Zealand, like in, ter- in terms of form this season, in Super Cup, even in, in that final, like Wishy Moanga, she's the man shooting the lights out, but I feel as a foster, he's leaning on Barrett because you know, he's been there and done it so many times and he has the experience. But as you said, yeah, he hasn't for a guy of his talents and we know all about him, what he can do to Ireland. As I said, the series, the series is kind of passed him by. You know, the worry is that he finds his mojo in Wellington and we see a bit more of a free-running, line-breaking bars that we know we know the game he has. But like, Sexton, what else can you say? He's 37 this week and he's absolutely flying. Yeah, as good as he's ever been for Ireland. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's hard. in terms of just his control and his ease, and a lot of things he's improved. So many things, even in terms of the captaincy, his his body language on the pitch, the way he's dealing with referees, his temperament, like, as well as like his attacking play and his kicking and his decision making, his top class. But all those things, he's tightened all those things up in the last couple of years as well. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. In the first game, when there were crazy decisions being made, uh, there might have been an, an overreaction in the early stages of his captaincy, but it was um, much calmer, and even calmer last week as well. And he seems to be, like, just a couple of... Like, he's a bit resigned against some of the older referees, some of the French referees, but it seems like he's he's getting a good rapport with some of the younger refs now. And yeah, as you said, like, you think of a couple of years ago, that substitution when he was taken off for Osborne in Paris, and... You know, he got caught in a big screen, kind of gesticulating. Like, oh, that seems to have gone. He's got more measured now, and like he's still, he's still a hugely emotional player. He, you know, wears his heart in his sleeve. That comes out in his play. But you know, I feel he's just that's a that's a part of thing that's gone under the radar. Just in terms of the captain, he's really those little kind of nuances. He's really picked up his game there as well. Yeah, but the problem is who? It's it's, it's that big question again. What if he's not there? But you're looking. 
Yeah. Yeah. Prey was the uh, yeah, the yeah. consensus earlier on in the week. Uh, Rory, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I do. I I I. I I do think there's going to be a massive reaction from New Zealand. Just, I, do, I would, I would back them to win it. I don't think they're going to win by much. I would say, I was going to make a prediction. I maybe say New Zealand between eight and twelve points. I would say, but I would expect Ireland like a very good Ireland performance going down fighting. But as I say, I think New Zealand there'll be a big reaction. I also think that bench as well is stacked. I think that'll make a huge difference. Yeah. the last quarter yeah, okay. fortunately this is the little period in advance of the game where we all get to believe anything is possible we should enjoy that because 5 past 8 on Saturday morning things could go pear-shaped Rory good stuff great to have you with us thanks a million cheers thanks Hunter all the best OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar